Oh, and we're live. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 75 of Aravepa Trail Talk. We are post past mountain trail runs here into mid-November, and we're sitting down today with Scott Schreyer. He's our race director, fresh off of the weekend, probably still in recovery mode. <laughs> we're going to be chit-chatting with him and with Bryson Studio, who ran and won our 50K. So it's going to be all about the Desert Runner Trail series here on this episode of Trail Talk. Go to the theme song. We already did it. <laughs> How you guys doing? Great. Yeah. Voice is still recovering. Uh, I've caught up on sleep. So it was great. Five, four, L, <laughs> F, G. Yeah. Scott had his new chant out there. Yeah. I borrowed Matt's uh, trademark LFG, which will stick around for all the Dirt Series races. So if you're watching this, you're coming to a race. When we count it down at the start line, it goes from five, four, three, and then we switch it to LFG. And we want everyone in that in that shoot uh, counting it down with us, getting some hype on that start line. Nice. I love the energy out there this weekend. I was out for most of the day for Pass Mountain until we had our 50-mile women's winner come in. And beautiful weekend out there for trail running. Yeah, it was unbelievable. 70 degrees, about 20 degrees cooler from last year. Uh, we saw course records in all the distances except the 50K. So that was great. Um, and it, Yeah, it was just a great, great day to be out there to kick off this series um so it's gonna be looking good this year dirt series yeah let's do a quick overcap of the series for those that maybe are tuning in i know for all of us here that live in arizona this is our go-to wintertime series with distances for everyone but maybe for those viewers from afar do you want to just give us an overview of what the series is sure yeah so we have uh seven events and they all have usually about five events inside each one uh we have two coming up in december mcdowell mountain frenzy ranging from five miles to 50 miles we have cave creek thriller also in december which goes up to 50k and then in 2023 we have Santan Scramble followed by Coldwater Rumble, which goes all the way up to 100 miles. So not too late to sign up for that one. And then we have Elephant Mountain back out of Cave Creek Regional Park and Mesquite Canyon. That is in March. And then we kind of wrap it up uh, with a big thank you at Damn Good Run more as a celebration. And that's not really part of the series, but it's just a good time to be out. So like Jamil said, we have distances literally for everyone. We've started to incorporate some games at the headquarters, the cornhole game, some Jenga. And it's just a way for, uh, you know, you're supporting your, your loved ones or your friends out on course. You now have, you got something to do at headquarters. You get to listen to me bark up a storm. You get to play some, uh, some beanbag games. You get to go to the beer garden, hang out. So bring the family. It's a family atmosphere and uh, we'll be having fun all day at all those events. And I got to quickly plug too. we have some night events as part of the fall edition of the series. So the spring events don't have this part, but there is what we're calling the desert runner after dark series. And it's after the three fall races or winter races. And we've added some s'mores, some campfire stories, and it seems like it was really well attended at, at Punisher for the first one. This yeah. Weekend. Yeah, when, when there's more people around the campfire than there is in the beer garden, you know it's going pretty well. So consider it. Come out to Frenzy. Maybe do the double down where you can compete in both the day and the night, get a special award. Um, and then you get to just hang out with a great community. We'll have a campfire host there chatting it up, helping you with the s'mores. Um, and you know what was really great at that night series? First off, we had a 10-year-old on the 10K podium which was just awesome. And there were just so many youngsters out there, you know, running with their families, having fun, probably the first time they've ran, you know, in the desert at night. And then they came back and hung out. We had some stickers for them. Uh, they got to have some s'mores, some hot chocolate. So it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to see uh, over 100 plus runners wanting to come out at night and experience that with us. And yeah if you can't make the day races at frenzy or cave creek thriller know that we have night races they're just as much fun if not more fun and we're there for you nice that's awesome well i want to get uh talking to bryce too bryce how did your race play out you took the win i know we're going to get to all the results but would love to hear your initial impressions i know you have a lot of enthusiasm for the dirt series 
I love the dirt series. I mean, having seven races all within like an hour drive of where we live, it's, I mean, it's pretty amazing. I don't think there's many places across the country that'll be able to like sustain something like this. Uh, so past mountain, uh, this is my second attempt at it. Last year went out way too fast, blew up, ended up doing like 30 minute per mile pace <laughs> back to the finish line this year. Uh, had it all in my head like I was going to go out conservative, take it easy. Didn't happen. Went out way too fast again, <laughs> but I held on a little bit better this time. A so more experience. Uh, yeah, but I mean, we had a, it was a it was an awesome crew of uh, of guys in the 50k and gals. Uh, yeah, I know a bunch of them. A bunch of them are local runners. That's one of the cool things about the dirt series is that, especially if you're doing multiple of them, you're going to get to know the people that you're running with. So it makes a it makes it easy to kind of get into the community. Um, but I was running with a bunch of my buddies and, uh, we're all talking trash to each other before the race. And that might've lit the fire for me to go out a little too fast, seeing if anybody would chase me and didn't quite play out that way, but overall happy with the result. Yeah. got a little tight. We were watching the, the, uh, the live tracker and Bryce had maybe four or five minutes at the last checkpoint. Josh Walker was closing fast and he told me he could hear me, you know, welcoming Bryce to the finish line. And. He was less than a minute away, and he was, ah, I wish I would have known, but he was closing fast, so it made for an exciting moment. And it's always exciting when you see, you know, people coming down together in such a long event for it to be separated by such a short distance, uh, short time. It's it's so cool. Totally. Josh, so Josh uh, works for Freak Bros. This was his first 50K attempt. He's uh, He ran track at ASU, so he's, I mean, he's no stranger to running, but uh, but I don't think he's done anything past a marathon up to this point. And so, yeah, he, he played it really smart. I mean, Josh even, like, negative splitted the race. So I think lap one, I had a seven-minute gap. Wow. And so he made up six six minutes on me in the second lap alone. So I think if the qu horse wasn't so twisty, he probably would have seen me and probably had some left in the tank. It could have been a little yeah. little bit of a sprint finish, but, yeah. Good thing it wasn't a 32-mile course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a big win, and, and that'll give you the, the early lead in the point series, which I know at some point we want to get into. I don't know. Do you have an order of uh, an agenda for us today? Um, we can. Uh, I mean, we have we have some graphics for all the races that I could pull up back here, um, just as far as, like, podium goes. Yeah, we do want to um, – we're planning on the live show after each Dirt Series race we're doing. This is going to kind of enter the Dirt Report. So we want to give a good rundown of who our podium winners are, maybe from each race, and then also the current point standings, because this is a point series. So we've got, uh, we I guess we could start with that. I, I can talk about that. I think I was tasked or assigned that here real quick <laughs> for, since I was digging into this on race day to make sure. So we have... There are multiple different series that you can sign up for, and they're all named after birds. And so we have the Hummingbird, which is our mini series, which we actually don't have a fall. There are no races in the fall series that are part of that. But in the spring series, we have a 5K, 4 miles, 6K, and 8K at the different races. And then for the Quail Pass, that will get you starting out with your 5K and 5-mile uh, races here with the fall. Then the Roadrunner is your middle series, your middle distances from 11K or 10K up to about a half marathon. And then the Owl is our trail series pass, and that is your middle distance. It's approximately about a 25K at each race. And then we have our Hawk, which are, is our ultra series. And they're, you're either running 50K or 50 mile for, for the Hawk series. So some of those weekends are tight. You're going back yes, to back, but uh, in order to, you can earn points at any of these races and we are going to take your uh, top, three. top three. So you can, you know, get three on the board and then you can keep running to improve if you want to do more than that. And so the way we calculate that for this series is uh, in their male and female categories, the winner is going to be awarded 1,000 points per race. And then every other runner is going to get a percentage of 1,000 points. And that is based upon the winner's time. So it's really catered to the, the actual competition that shows up on race day. That's how your time is going to be calculated. So if you want to, for the math folks out there that want to do some calculations, here is an example. 
Uh, the winner takes four hours. You're gonna multiply that by the number of minutes. So you'd have 240 minutes. And then let's say you ran a five and a half hour race. So you'd have 330 minutes. So divide the 240 by your 330 times 1,727 points. So, um, and currently the Mesquite Canyon race, I think, I don't know if this is gonna change. Me and Noah were talking about it, I'm not sure, but at this point, 1250 instead of 1000. So you can earn mm -hmm. some extra points, you get an extra boost at Mesquite Canyon, kind of our championship race. Um, that can shake things up towards the end of the series. So that's the series. That points. is the series. Yep. And then we celebrate everybody and give out the awards at uh, Damn Good Run, which is um, a couple weeks after Mesquite Canyon out at the lake. We invite all the volunteers out. We have uh, some extra food, uh, awards to give out. And it's just a, it's a great day to celebrate the end of the series. Awesome. Do you want to, what do we have? Do we have podium slides and series points or just the series points i i have podium slides and then uh ultra sign up is updated so we could also Perfect. take a peek at ultra sign up Sounds for the series great. so let me pull those up real quick so we're going to go ahead and take a look at at some of our winners and recognize them from the weekend so all oh, this is awesome so this was adam, the 50 mile yep adam had a great race kept it patient a few a few folks were out in front of him early and he was just steady all day which uh, happens steady steady wins the race I recognize Adam's name. I believe he was podium at Mogion Monster, the marathon. Cool. I'm pretty sure he was top three there. He's Courtney, like, Courtney dropped a two-hour course record on the female side. I got to see her and and uh, the day before the race doing a little shakeout. Um, so cool to see the females taking two hours off of that course record. Uh, great run, Courtney. The top five men from this year in the 50 mile are now the two through six all time. I mean, it's only in the second year, second but year, yep. you know, so that kind of definitely fills in some of the gaps. Nick won last year. He was just out of his mind. This was going into his desert solstice record. Mm -hmm. So he was in top shape and it was a hot day. So it's kind of nice to see that fill out a little bit and little couple of stats or highlights about the 50 mile course here. So. This race takes place um, next to Mesa, Arizona, and you're on parts of the Maricopa Trail, the Maricopa Trail being a huge 200 plus mile loop around Phoenix, connecting all the regional parks. Most of our races in the Dirt Series do touch the Maricopa Trail at some point, which is a, a pretty cool feature. And Cave Creek Thriller runs from park to park coming up. It's a point to point from Lake Pleasant to Cave Creek. So we've got 4,800 feet of climb, 2,600, and 75 feet is the high point. So, you know, we're in Phoenix, we don't get that high out here. So it does make for some nice snow-free running in the winter. We had 35 starters this year, which was up from last year and 31 finishers. And- I gotta clap it up for that finish rate. If you ran the 50 mile 89% finish rate, well done, right? Yeah. 89%. Yeah, and well I think, done I think well miles. under cutoff maybe. Yeah. We, we had a 16 we, hour cutoff. The last two came in together at 1501. So definitely it's Excellent. a, it's a doable course. There is uh there's some sand running out there. there some sand. A good mix of desert running, I would say. Yeah, but it's, it's classic desert running for it's sure. It's an exploratory course. You get out into the gold fields, you get out into Haas, which is this kind of world-class mountain biking trail system that's being built up. So well done good 50 stuff. milers. Yeah, yeah and I will say uh, for anyone watching, you might notice that the elevation, like total uh, elevation gain throughout the courses might seem minimal, especially compared to other races in the series, but there are definitely some spots that are technical that makes it challenging to move fast on these courses, especially in the 50 mile. Absolutely. Well, yeah. they have to do pass mountain at the very end of the race yep. and the descent off that is quite rocky. Yeah. Yeah. They go down with a 25 K and 50 K goes up. So that's on the East side of pass mountain. And it's definitely, I've taken a few falls there for sure. It's, it's, it's a little rocky, especially when you're coming down at night. On to our 50 K. So this one, um, has about 2,500 feet of ascent. It's a two lap course. The first half to two thirds is pretty flat. And it, then you have the big climb in the middle there, which gets more technical. We had a 90% finish rate, 68 starters. And you want to recap our, our podiums? Absolutely. Look at that tight little race we had going in the men's. Bryce Brooks and Josh Walker, two buddies just duking it out on course. 
Great to see Sam not far behind, five minutes behind Bryce. Well done, fellas. And on the women's side, Bella had a 20-minute win, 26 minutes over Riley Larson. Christine Nelson coming in third. Bella is good for 11th all-time, while Bryce's eighth all-time. Like Jamil said, 90% finish rate. Are you kidding me, Phoenix? What are we, just breeding trail runners out here? It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. We're going to have to bring some, uh, some, some people from outside this area to come and we can show them how to finish off races. This is I'm stoked to see these finish rates. And uh, I will say for Sam Griffin, I think he probably uh, at the end of the race had more in the tank than Josh and I by a lot. Ooh, uh, he's saving it. Is he in frenzy? Uh, I don't know he's what Sam. Signed up for Black Canyon at yep, the moment. Yep, the hundred k. So, uh, Sam, if you're watching, frenzy's coming up. Another good training run for Black Canyon or Santan Scramble, fifty k. Sam, think about it. He's pretty new to the scene, so his very first race on Ultra Sign Up is the damn good run, thirteen k. He got second place there this April, and then he went right into Sinister Night Run. He did the entire pretty much the entire insomniac series he must have signed up for the whole series so he did it looks like the builder pass he did nice. sinister night run 6k won that adrenaline 10k won that hypnosis 15k third stunner 25k second and hangover 50k second Ooh. now with 50k at pass mountain podium like we that's might. a pretty awesome trajectory he's ba yeah. he's podiumed every race he's ever started yep. This is going to be a good story to watch. Yep. Kind of a local here. He's from Scottsdale, 28 years old. Yep, nice. from uh, from the road scene. He's got really? Yeah, okay. he's, uh, he's, I know he's doing some marathons before he switched over to trail. I want to say he ran like a 245 on his last one. So nice. Sam can boogie. We'll Look probably up. see him at some of these training runs, I'd imagine, for Black Canyon coming up. I think I, I, I'm not sure if he's going to this one. He might be. But yeah, yeah, Look expect to see him out there. We got an upcoming star here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, what do we got next? 25K. Let's see how we did there. We had uh, uh, Charlie Ware. Charlie oh. Ware the werewolf. First <laughs> race of the season. Coming in. He's had, told me he had a little foot issues going on this year. Stoked for him. Comes out here. Course record. Also winning the Strava segment. Kudos to you, Charlie. Um, Dan Watson in second, and my boy Julian from Soul Sports taken in third. Love it. He will be racing with us at Frenzy. I know. That's a good one for him. He's, he's stoked for that. On the women's side, Allison Merlot, 218. Stout time there at Veronique Ranger and Rachel Hogwood. Um, Can we please take a look at that finish right there? 99. 99. I mean, come on. We're doing the, it. The soul DNF was a oh. fun story. We don't need to get into it, but oh, all right, all right. It was <laughs> just teasing everyone. Yeah. Look out for those choyas. And uh, uh, I mean, how much did Charlie take the uh, course record by? I want to say it was two-ish minutes. I was just updating the website yesterday. It was a lot of numbers I was looking at, but I want to. Yeah, say that it was, was an it was an Art de Gras record. It was um, art, mm. and it was a minute and. 38 seconds it looks like okay but i was going to bring up this quick stat so i'm trying to pull it up because i'm pretty sure the year that chris mako ran yes the 50k, 50K his 25k split was faster than charlie's was, i think it might have been the second loop yes was it was great, that was a competitive year you had mako i think tim Furyk was in the race uh steven kirsch uh, kirsch no kirsch was was it kirsch yeah pretty it sure was, it was kirsch it was, uh Nathaniel Chan and I were chatting about this uh, just the other day that, that year where, for some reason, all the Arizona guns wanted to come out to uh, Pass Mountain. Yeah, Charlie Ware was podium at that one, I believe, right? Yep. Yep. So according to Strava, um, and this might have been the, the segment here, says it's the Pass Mountain 25K, 50K loop. It does look like it doesn't include the first half mile downhill, potentially. Mm. Um, but Charlie ran a 139.35, and Chris Mako was 138.54. Wow. Cooking. Yeah, definitely. Cooking. Yeah, we'll call that a cold year. <laughs> it's probably a little even cooler. So moving on down the line, we got the 10K. We've got the 10K. You guys are I. Third straight win at the 10K at Pass Mountain. 
Third straight time he's broke his own course record. I can give him a clap for that. Three in a row. I and mean, 50 years old. And 50. Is anyone going to challenge this guy? Uh, who knows? But we got another superstar of the Phoenix racing community right there. Put on a dominating performance. Jeff Coulston in second. David Schreiner in third. Uh, great running there. On the women's side, Jesse Marmon was the winner, 47-01 in a very tight battle with Alicia Morton, 48-13, and Melanie Zeese in third. 100% um, finish rate. Love to see that. Looking pretty good there. This is a, it's a pretty flat, fast course. It does end with a little bit of an uphill. Um, but, yeah, just great. We saw almost 100 and, what did we see? 173 starters thanks for coming out honestly thank you community coming out doing the 10k happy to have you proud of each one of you let's uh let's get that 10k number let's get those numbers up all dirt series 5k 5k all right jamil you can take this one home take us home on it I got you. We had 83 starters and all of you finished this year. We have a pretty flat course, 186 feet of climb. We saw over with the women. We'll start with that. Jennifer set a new course record, 2626. Uh, Francesca Ferry was second in 3143 and Kayla Pacheco, 3449. Over on our men's side, Sam, big gap win over here. 2242, Enzo Marino, 2617 for second, and Andrej Jombic, 2621. And let's see here. It uh -huh. looks like Sam's time was fifth all time. Nice. Course record is 2033. But yeah, again, that finish rate across all distances, that's just remarkable. It really is. Three minute course record on the women's side. Wow. Three minutes? Run, Jennifer. In a 5K. Jennifer was fourth overall. Nice. First race on ultra sign up too. Cool. Is that really? Yeah. She'll be back. You win an event. Yeah, I'm getting pretty. That was exactly you how I started. In. You win an event. You're like, oh, maybe I'm good at this. Hopefully, we see Jennifer on some upcoming upcoming events at the Dirt Series. Yep. We got some series standings to go over. Yep. Awesome. So this is starting off with the Hawk series. Yeah, so you'll notice um, the top four all have a thousand points. And the reason for that is we don't distinguish, we don't have a separate series for the people that choose 50K versus 50 miles, which I think is kind of an interesting part of the series. And it does introduce potentially a little strategy. Maybe depending on the race, you might have a little less competition in the longer distance. Mm. So maybe you can get more points, but you also have to run further. Yeah, and I think the uh, the timing system kind of is outlined. If you remember, Josh Walker was right behind Bryce, first and second place, where Bryce scored 1,000 points, and Josh so close, 997 points. And that's exactly that timing uh, you know, that Jamil went over earlier. Um, so it's not by place. It's by how close you are to the winning time on those points. Looking good. So yeah, that's our initial one there. And now on to the owl, the owl series, the trail series. So we got in this one, because it's just the single race, the 25 K you'll just have a thousand points go to Charlie and a thousand points for Allison. You can keep, kind of see the spread there. Uh, quite, quite a spread for the men already. Mm-hmm. And let's go through. So the next one up is the road runner. I like this series because everyone gets points. You show up, you're on the leaderboard, which is pretty cool. It's not just the top 25. Nice. Uh, yep. And then last but not least, the quail, which was the 5K. There's our 5K. So Sam and Jennifer at the top of the leaderboard. So yeah, this will become obviously more compelling, I think, as the series develops. Absolutely. You'll start to see, you know, not everyone is going to do every race. Some people are. And we definitely want to recognize, you know, the people that do all seven is impressive. Mm -hmm. um, how many did you get in last year? Uh, four in the Hawk. And then I did one shorter one at Elephant Mountain. Yeah, that's a good point, too. You could actually mm -hmm. compete in more than one series. There are enough races. So yep. if you wanted to do 
you know, sprinkle one fall ultra, two spring ultras, and then you could do the mid distance for the rest of them and try and compete in both. Absolutely. There we are. Uh, so let's we'll see. Be, oh, what's one, that? one more thing I wanted oh, yeah. to touch on, if we can take a look at the Strava segments real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's take a look at those. We are bringing out the Strava segments for all racers in this fall dirt series, and we're hoping everyone likes it, and we're going to roll it over to the spring series, if so. Um, it was pretty cool. What we did here, are you kidding me? <laughs> what we did here is we were trying to keep the segments short so that everyone can, you know, kind of have a chance at it. We figured if they were really long, they may favor the, you know, the, the faster athletes. But if it was a shorter segment, someone might say, hey, I'm just going to send it here. And our photographers out there on, on course said they saw many people sending it. And that's what we like to see. We want to see you really just ratchet it down there and give it a good send. So are you kidding me? We had that in the shorter distance racers. All races outside of the 50 mile competed in this one with... I believe Charlie Ware taking the win on the men's side. Again, we're just looking at, yep, there he is. Charlie Ware on the men's side. And I believe it was Jennifer Vanos, the winner of the 5K on the female side. And I know Bryce has reached out to them via email. So how this is going to work is you are going to need to have Strava because we are, as you can see, we are using their platform uh, for timing on this. We are not setting our timing mats. So it's just a fun thing. You don't need to have Strava. You don't need to compete, you know, for this to be in the race. But if you want to, um, we'll be looking at those Strava segments the day after. So you won't be awarded on that day. And like I said, Bryce has reached out to those winners. We'll send a little gift to them in the mail. Let's see that 50 mile. What's kind of cool to see is oh. in those that top leaderboard there, most of the times were from November 12th or this year. Yeah. From this year's race. Cool. So you can tell people really are going for it. That is cool. Is yeah. It? The 50 mile, we had a segment out in Hawes, right as the athletes crossed over the road. Little downhill segment that uh, was called the Wild Horse Trail and then aptly named Talk Derby to me. Uh, <laughs> so on the men's side, we had Michael Gefeller taking the segment and we had our 50 mile winner courtney mackintosh taking the female win um so pretty cool like i said i mean michael didn't win the race but he won the strava segment so that is a cool little piece if again you want your little your little taste of glory go after that strava segment at frenzy nice do we, we have be, those set yet we don't have those set we, uh, we were just talking about it we were just talking about it so we're going to take a look at that this week and no, I mean, you win that thing, your name's going to get mentioned on this next Dirt Report, and we're going to be talking about you. So you want to hear your name? Go after that Strava segment. It's uh, being a runner and seeing that sign, it's, it's hard to, like, switch your brain off and be like, all right. So did you consciously not do it because you <laughs> right, were so. kind of going for the win, or did you kind of pick it up a little bit? So I, as I, so you, uh, when you're on course, you see a sign that marks the, the start and the end of the Strava segment, and I saw it coming up on it. I was looking at it, and I'm saying, nope, not going for it, not <laughs> going for it. And then as soon as I turned on to it, it was like an out-of-body experience, and my yeah. legs sped <laughs> way up, and I went way too fast over it. So Yeah. At I, least I, it was short. At least it was short, so that's the thing about these ones. Not guaranteed for frenzy. Yeah, uh, we might have we might switch it up. Who knows? Yeah, we we got some things in the in the works for frenzy. It might be painful, but we'll yeah, see. Exactly. Stay tuned on that one. Uh, let's see. Anything else past mountain that we're missing? Past mountain. What else occurred? Record setting in participants, which was great. Can't thank the community enough for coming out couple different countries were represented. I know many athletes from Germany were here. Um, again, it's just so cool. Like, like you see, I mean, Charlie Ware being, you know, a top-notch national athlete. Then we have the local community. We have people coming from out of country. It's such a cool, cool race, the Dirt Series, everything about it. But, yeah, Pass Mountain, it's in the books. We're moving forward. McDowell Mountain Frenzy. December 3rd, 5-mile, 10-mile, 25K, 50K, 50-mile, 50 and with that 50-mile, giving away a Solomon sponsorship to the winning male and female. It's going to be good. I'm stoked. And what everyone really wants to hear, 
Freak Brothers coming out to Frenzy, finish the race, eat that pizza. We're also going to be having a viewing party in our beer garden for the Hard Rock 100 and Western States 100 lotteries, which will be drawn live. So we will have a TV out there. We'll do some raffles during the beer garden. Uh, so if you're not sure if you want to come, just come hammer out one of those short distances, nestle up in the beer garden. You're going to have yourself a good day. That's awesome. Is it time for quick takes? Um, Let me see. Yeah, do we have any other topics oh, of discussion this week? We um, we I will say photos are now live also for Pass Mountain. So um, if you want to check those out, we had a couple photographers out there this year. So go do, go do support them and, and check those out. Yeah, um, photos are live on the website. Right on top of the website, you'll see three buttons. We have finish line photos, results, and on-course photos. Hit that button, you'll see your photos, you'll see your results. And we should have a recap video, I think probably up tomorrow from this this past weekend. Awesome. Mm, let's see, I got a video of Frenzy Party playing here. I'm already getting ahead of myself thinking about. You're getting excited like yeah. we all are. Yeah. It's gonna be a good day out there. Um, I wanted to give a little shout out to Allie Mack. Allie Mack, everyone's hero. One of my favorite athletes in the space. Uphill champion. I mean, I think she just does it all, right? I mean, she is so cool. Like, she is just a cool athlete that absolutely crushes. She works with us at Arrow Viper over on the Colorado side doing media. One of the friendliest athletes in the sport. Um, so, so happy for her winning at World Championships. Um, yeah, Allie, you're amazing. She is really just on fire this year. For me, um, obviously, she's done well at. Uh, Pikes Peak and, and the Ascent before and Broken Arrow. When she set that course record at Mount Marathon, I was like, wow, it's so cool to see her taken off. And then now from what she did at the Golden Trail Series in here is just awesome. Yep. They, uh, two we little notes. I was, yeah. was going to yeah, say we might they, need they to. They don't have the Aravipa team <laughs> oh. up yet, that's for sure. We might need to lend them some gimbals for next year. They, also... like they have a chest mount, it looks like. Oh, is that it? You think? Could it be. It seems like it. So they uh, they did announce Ali Mack as Gregory Lauren, I believe. Even like the announcer. <laughs> well, Lauren Gregory is one of the other team members. Oh, uh, for the is, US team. I see, I see. Yep. But yeah, that was very cool to see. Want to give her a little shout out there. Yep, Ali's great. Uh, let's see. Oh. Look at that. So. Look at that. That's a stack. That's a stack. That's a, stack. a healthy stack. Yeah, cool little piece with that shoe, right? The uh, the carbon fork plate on this Speedland shoe is going to be an uh, – it's, it's unique. I like what Speedland's doing. So the carbon fork plate is going to be an aftermarket accessory. So you can buy – there it is right there. Look at this. Uh, so what you can do if you have an original pair of the Speedlands, you could actually just take that plate out and put it into this shoe. This is their bigger stack shoe coming out in March. Uh got a lot of things in the works they're doing a great job with those shoes um yeah it's a good looking shoe i haven't tried it but i think it's going to perform well and i think we're going to be seeing it on the trails this uh in 2023 in the summer i think we will see a lot more of this shoe and it was uh, is it dylan bowman inspired dylan did work a lot on this shoe um they went into the lab in boulder did some testing on the shoes um they just had a live podcast with Dave and Dave, the founders of Speedland, Dylan, Ryan Thrower, going over the shoe. Um, I haven't, like I said, haven't worn this. I have worn their original shoe. Very comfortable. I'm, I think this is a great shoe. This looks like something for higher mileage, like with that amount of cushion. This yeah. could be a good Cocodona shoe, that, which, by the way, they are sponsoring Cocodona. They Ooh. are sponsoring Cocodona. Shout out. Yep. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that was kind of, we have seen this this move in our in our our sport to a bigger stack shoe with more cushioning and yeah so i think it's good on their part they're they're following the trends and they're making great products so good work speedland great shoe next up uh jamil do you know much about this one uh with don will running yeah the so i believe the idea behind this one they're uh, there are these manual treadmills that do not have any electronics. And so I believe the shape of the belt, you get it going and then it's kind of self-sustaining. So I'm, I'm assuming it's 
And have you ever used one of these? I have used one of these. So I don't know, is it like hard, I'm assuming harder or more work or maybe more natural than just running on a treadmill, letting the belt just spin under you? Yeah, it was a little unique. I used it in a PT setting. Um, so I wasn't, I don't have much experience, but I have been on it. Don has came out to a few of our races I chatted with him at recently, and he was telling me about this project he was working on. He was out uh, crewing and pacing at our race Mogion Monster, told me he was going to be going for this. Um, I believe he might be coming into Cocodona as well. Uh, maybe he, even he is signed up. He yep. is signed up and potentially cold water rumble. He reached out to me. Um, how did this one go? He oh, got it, the manual record. All, all three it, checked off, and if you see in the but cup. it's not the overall treadmill. It's like this, it's this manual, manual. It's a manual treadmill record. Treadmill record. Yeah. Kudos, Don, Don Colorado, Fair Play Colorado, great guy. Uh, proud of you, Don. Awesome. Uh, so next up, oh, uh, which one is this? Oh yeah, this was one of the more interesting 5Ks I've ever seen. I just wanted to. Wow! Somehow I didn't get the invitation for this with my white button down, huh? I so that's. Oh, I can't get a comp entry for I this. I felt like it was relevant to you, Scott. You could fit right in oh, here. Oh, look at this Come guy! Come on down. The dumb we and might dumber. have to. We might need to get something like this going here. The fancy This could be an 5K. after dark. This could be an after dark. <laughs> yeah, and the beer instead of beer, we'll have martinis in the beer garden or something. Now we're talking. Look at this. There this some, looks like a fun I film. think this needs to be the After Dark series is bring your finest I evening like wear. Yeah, I really... Look at this. <laughs> the whole family. Yep. This guy came right from work. <laughs> nice. This is a cool event. Where's that? Salem? Salem, Oregon? Salem, Oregon. I want to say. Yep. He, that's his, uh, he wears that to debate. Debate practice. Debate that's class. Cool. Yeah, we yeah. need to theme out these... After, after dark parties yeah. well, well, we'll work on that we're, we're getting inspired here at the uh trail talk show that's what trail talk's all about it's about ideas and uh inspiration <laughs> uh did you guys read this story at all did you guys see i anything saw about this, this briefly i think on twitter <laughs> so there was a chinese marathoner goes by the nickname uncle chen uh, pack this is him here did you go through how many packs just one pack he's he chain smoked the entire thing I think he went through one pack. Not bad. Was that one a mile or something? Something like that. <laughs> Lighten up on the run. Oh yeah. Uh, there was, there's. I didn't think about this, but some of the people in the comments are like, "Man, I would hate to be running behind that guy." Oh uh, yeah. Secondhand smoke. He's right. the new Marlboro man. <laughs> there he is. Mar Marlboro man for the millennials. Uh, wanted to show this. So. Good lord. So Camille was gonna run the Tunnel Hill 50 this week or this past weekend, um, and then it looks like they got quite a bit of snow, and uh, she called it just because she, I think she wants to do some high-performance stuff, and this was going to impact that. It's kind of risky, I would say. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you're looking for uh, to be doing something in Desert Solstice coming up, you don't want to take a chance like that. Uh, unless that's your A race, then maybe go for it. But shout-out to Raj Panu for, despite oh those God. conditions, running a 508, 50-mile. 508, cooking. Yeah, I think great decision by Camille. When you're running fast, I mean, I love running in snow, but when you're running fast, one little slip, it's not even a slip and fall, a slip and tweak. You could, yeah, that strain could be a, something. Strain something, and you go there for fun, and next thing you know, you're on the sidelines going into your biggest yeah. race of the year. Good decision, Camille. Yeah, uh, instead, she just got to soak up some of that energy. I saw she was out there congratulating the winners. So, you know, Camille is, just because she's not running doesn't mean she's not going to show up. Havelina, she was at that finish line, I think, yep. all night long. So it's pretty cool to see. Yep. A great ambassador for our sport. Let's see. I think that was the last quick take I had. I mean, we could talk about the other Camille issue, the elephant in the room. Um, I don't know if you want to pull that up. We, we might as well address it since it's news. Um, unfortunately, USATF has confirmed that Camille's world record her own world record that she broke at jackpot um is not able to be ratified due to uh the course not being set up according to usatf certification so uh, and the way that it was marked uh they did a re-measurement to try and recertify that it did come up a little bit short so bomber yeah just it was unfortunate situation all around so I think it was, what, 700 feet short, seven feet per lap? Is Which that, is oh. about at the pace she was running, a little over a minute. 
of runtime. Yeah, I was looking at that. A little over a minute of runtime, um, and 700 feet being, I don't know, roughly an eighth of a mile. So, uh, right about a quarter. So that's almost 300 meters, right? No, 250 meters. So you're thinking halfway around a track. So when you break it down, I think that's about six. 6, 6.30 pace she would have had to be running, but now we're just speculating, right? Because if she knows she's in in contention, maybe she's turning on those boosters, you know. Oh, well, two, she was, because she two, only three. broke it by like a minute and a half. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it, if even if that's added on, it's going to be really close. I mean, my heart goes out to Camille. That's tough news to get. Um, yeah, the only saving grace, if there is one, is that Camille still holds the 100-mile world record. That would have been absolutely heartbreaking if it was another athlete. And I think if you know Camille, don't worry. She'll get it again. She is amazing, and I can't wait to see her do it again. Man, one minute for the entire time, and it's like 90 laps, I think. So it's like one second, like less than a second per lap difference or something ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just painful. And I mean – this is not an unprecedented thing in the sport. Um, there's been marathons, there's been half marathons that have had records null and void due to sometimes 20 feet total in, mm-hmm. in a marathon distance. So I think right now, all all we can do as a community is, and, and like as a governing body USATF is like, hey, how can we prevent this from happening again? Uh, what kind of controls can we get into place so it's, you know, obviously the, I think it's the race director and the organization has a duty and responsibility. Um, but also USATF just being a check and balance or even the athletes being a check and balance, you know, Hey, us athletes, do we know how to find our certifications? You know, mm-hmm. sometimes things happen. Um, do you know how to download a USATF certification? Do you know how to read it? It's a skill that could be valuable. Just like reading a course map. Um, it is. And for those athletes that are looking to compete for some of these records, you also need to know that in order to have a record, it has to be a certified course. And it's the same thing if you're competing and you're trying to get on one of these national teams for 24 hours or 100K. It has you to can, be valid. They do expire. Valid. You, and you can't just show up at a random race that's 100K. It has to be a USATF certified course. Um, and yeah, I'm, like you said, I think that our best step forward here is just trying to prevent it in future. Let's see. Uh, on that note, Scott. Uh, <laughs> oh Sorry. my god! Yeah, it's the top of the fifty-mile frenzy. frenzy. It's frenzy. Maybe we should have a backwards Strava segment. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, oh, uh, I think some of our. Uh, I think one or two of the elite women were out on course uh, two weeks ago checking out this, and I believe the quote was, "Who in the right mind would put this in the middle of a fifty-mile run?" <laughs> No idea. Having no idea. run that for the, the first top of Scottsdale, Scott. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I mean, to me, this represents a lot of things, Era Viper, right? It's a great event and it's got a little quirk. It's gonna be put together great and it's it's gonna be an awesome race. The views up there are amazing. They are amazing. It's so cool. And we have Patrick Cavanaugh, Ross Keevy heading out to be our volunteers up on top of that to punch your bib, oh. give you a pat on the back and send you back down that hill. Um so two of our finest uh, community members are going to be there to take care of you on top of that hill. Well said, Scott. Those Both of those guys are, are perfect for the job, I would oh, say. Oh, perfect. Yep. And that that climb, having just run it a couple weeks ago, is so much more steep than it looks on video. It's, it's, it's yeah. you, you see a paved road and you imagine at some point they intended to put cars on it. Yep. <laughs> There's no way. It was. I was talking to Jason Coop at Javelina about this event, and I was telling him, I'm like, you wouldn't believe. I'm like, there's concrete slabs. They're up at 20, 25 <laughs> percent, and he didn't believe me. He's like, I would. I'm like, trust me, they don't last. They've already like broken away, and I'm like, it's hard to believe that that kind of grade. It, it doesn't stand. I mean, that's why it's breaking, breaking apart. Um, yeah, the concrete they put it down because it's their only hope at saving the road, and even then, the concrete is chunking off. It's just yep. great stuff. Yeah, it's going to be fun. But still time to uh, to register for that, correct? There is still time to register. Um, the event is in about almost two two weeks from now, two and a half weeks from now. Um, it's going to be great. I can't wait for this one. If I'm correct, Ara Viper's first event? 
Yeah, this was our first from scratch race. So we had the Havelina 100, which we organized two times. And then we launched this event. It was January of 2010. We had only up to a 25K distance the first cool. year. And then we moved it to December and we added a 50K and then the 50 miler came later. Uh, fun fact, the when the year I added the 50 miler, I said, I am not gonna make people do this insane thing without me first doing it myself. <laughs> so I went out by myself, I stashed a couple jugs of water in advance and I just soloed this thing. Nice. And I was a I was absolutely dead by the end, but I, I did it on my own. The full 50? Yeah. I think so. I, I might've cut off the last seven. Um, was it certified? Through the start finish, but nice. I did the main, yeah. you know, 44 mile chunk of this thing in, in one shot, totally self-supported out there. Gnarly. That's cool. Yeah, for me, I mean, obviously just big honor for me to be able to race direct this event, knowing that it was the first event Era Viper put on. Um, so like I said, we're hoping to bring out a couple, uh, all the tricks for this one, like I said, with Freak Brothers, the beer garden, the raffles, the TV viewing party, few other things that we won't mention right now. You'll have to show up to uh, show up to see. Love it. Any final thoughts? Oh, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, do we have any questions in the chat? Not at the moment. It's silent out there. Silent. A little quieter today. Hmm. Anyone in the chat? Period. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, shout out to the chat yeah. from uh, Black Canyon Training Run. Sunday. Uh, this Sunday, come on out. You're gonna park near Bumblebee Ranch, or you can just meet directly at the Big Bug Trailhead. Either one. Um, join along. We're gonna have three of those. Can't believe we're already here. We were just talking about this. Can't believe it. Um, we have one in December, one in January. Oh, unfortunately, we co-scheduled this with the Matazel mm. Trail Run, which is put on by Rim Runners. So. Also, another great option. Mm -hmm. I think you had to pre-register for that one, I believe. Yeah, I'm not sure. Participants, I believe. So I don't know if it's yeah. full or not, but check that out as well. That is, that was one of my favorite all-time runs on the calendar. It's just a free. Is it free still? It's uh, the run is free. There's uh, you put twenty bucks in, you get food afterwards. You get nice. a part of be a part of barbecue. It's just an, an old after. school. You go run, then you just pull up a chair and hang out. So. I remember yeah, we'll have to not schedule on the same day next year. I remember reading about, I mean, reading about this specific event in like ultra running magazines from like decades ago. Yeah. So it's got some history. It's cool. Definitely. And if you are going out there, head over to rim runners and support that shop. And if you live up on that rim again, support your local community out there. Um, can't say that enough. Yep. Black Canyon training run. I was at all of those or two of those last year. Those are a lot of fun. So yeah, this Sunday, I think if you don't have anything going on and you can't get up to Mazel Tal's, head up to our run. It's so cool. We set up two aid stations. We shuttle people from the, you know, if you need a shuttle, we'll shuttle you from the end to the start. We have a hangout after. Great way to see the course. Maybe you're gonna sign up for Black Canyon after running this this event, and you're gonna see some uh, some some celebrities there. Mr. True Hot Brown tells me he will be showing up. Uh, he's gonna try to punch his golden ticket again at Black Canyon this year. So again, it's pretty cool. You're gonna see some of the fastest athletes in our sport there. You're gonna see people, everyday people. You're gonna see our community. You get a training run with aid stations. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You get a free shuttle. I mean, this is unbelievable. So. <laughs> Yeah. This is tradition, Scott. It is. It's this awesome. is. I mean, this is how. This is how I think we built. Not only. I mean, Black Canyon 100K is just a, obviously a classic, classic race uh, or route. But I think the community behind the training runs and everything has all been part of its success. Um, and yeah, when you can do a point-to-point -point training run, it is just awesome. It is awesome. Let me talk about Black Canyon because I had a few people reach out to me. Has anyone looked at that entrant list? This entrant list might be the most competitive event outside of states that I've seen. And I thought that last year, this year, good Lord. Okay. Good Lord. And some of those probably aren't on the list yet. Tom Evans is coming to run, who just got third or second at UTMB. He's just coming to let one let one fly. I know Kyle Pitari has reached out to me, Matt Daniels. I mean, the field, it's deep. It's looking good. It's looking good. Looking good. Are you, Scott, going to be at any of the training runs this year? Oof. 
Ida well, Nilsson? This week. Oh, wait, what? Did you see that one? I did see that. I didn't see that one yet. That is amazing. Wow. Is she still living? Is she in Europe? She's in Sweden. Yeah, that's what I thought. She's from Sweden. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> uh, the training runs for me. I don't know if I'll be able to make it out there this Sunday. I am hopefully going to be racing Desert Solstice. I got a little foot thing going on, but I'm yep. thinking it's healing. Um, so don't want to go run on trails. Uh, hopefully putting in my own six-ish hour training day that day. The second training run generally falls the day after solstice, which that won't be a good one for me to be at. Um, I haven't taken eyes on the on the third training run, but if I can make it, I would have loved to. It is so fun. I didn't run last year. I was just supporting, and I was so fun to be at. Um, so I hope I can make hope I can make one. Right on. Yeah, it's it's good energy out there. It is. Yep. And it's big. Like for those that don't know, I mean, I would guess we had. 50-ish people last year at the training runs. So It's anywhere from 50 to 80. Yeah, so it's depending big. On it's like, one. I mean, it's big. I mean, it's it's not, so it, it's pretty cool to get the community out there and doing that point to point. And then you get to hear everyone talk about, oh, I'm getting ready for the race. And like, it's such a cool experience. Um, come on out Sunday and uh, work up work up some, uh, some hunger for the upcoming holiday That's next right. week. Ah, That's perfect. Right. That's right. Awesome. Well, thanks everyone. I think we're going to wrap it here. Appreciate Scott and Bryce, your time. Thank you for this edition of Era by Betrayal Talk. And we'll hopefully we'll see you next week. I think we'll do a little earlier in the week show. That will be our, I don't know. I forget what our topic was next week, but I'm sure it'll be great. I know we'll be touching on McDowell at some point. Yeah, uh, it might be our pre-McDowell. Which is there, there is, a, there is a race this weekend. Uh... Now it's going to kill me. I'm going to pull it up really fast. All right. Let's this do upcoming it. weekend, we got JFK. Oh, JFK, thank JFK. you. Natalie thank you, Sandoval Scott. Heading That's down right. To in Arizona. Go, Natalie. Oh, I Go hope get she em. does very well there. Jared Irvin from Phoenix also heading down there. Good luck, Jared. That was a race I've always wanted to do. Almost pulled, I can't believe you haven't done it. Almost that pulled the trigger. Crazy. I was there. I was rating. I had my finger on the button register this year. <laughs> And I was like, can I do it? Can I do it? Desert Solstice is right after. And then directing past Mountain. It just seemed like a little bit too much. Uh, so unfortunately, I'm not there. Maybe next year. But we're rooting for you, Arizona. Represent. Right Absolutely. On. Cool. All is right. that the one you were looking for? That is exactly what I had on my mind. Nice. So thank you, Scott. All right, Absolutely. everyone. We'll see you next week. See thank you next you. week.